You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Baseball is back like that friend that you've had for such a long time that you don't talk to for months and months and months. And then it returns and you're like, no wonder I love this friend. This is a great friend because it's now it's it's here every day. It doesn't go away. It'll be with us every single step of the way. And baseball is here. And the and I I will tell you this. We'll start with baseball, a little golf, but I think the bulk of the show is going to be baseball because there's so many good baseball topics today. There's the Aaron Judge, Yankees not signing him, and he said, well, you know what, I'm going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And I guess he was asked, will the Yankees have a chance? Everybody will have a chance. All 30 teams will have a chance. So I'm sure Yankees fans feel a way about that, right? Yankees fall behind 3 nothing. I, I was talking to someone at the station yesterday, and he was like, I, you know what, I don't even care. Like, I'm already turned off by this. Garrett Cole... If you didn't hear what Garrett Cole had to say following that start, it is mind-numbing. We will take a listen to that in a little bit. So Yankees, very you're, you're upset. You're kind of disappointed. You're disgusted. Garrett Cole, walk, home run, another run, down 3 nothing in the first inning. And you, you think to yourself, you know, this division is going to be a beast. We're going to lose this game to Boston. Uh, I can't tolerate this. Yankees storm back. Uh, Stanton with the home run. Uh, Rizzo with the home run, uh, goes extras. You get the the ghost runner. Yankees wind up getting the win. Bullpen, phenomenal. All right, so Yankees win it 6-5. Then you have the embarrassment that is Garrett Cole after the game. So so there's three stories within the Yankees game. There's the judge story of, I mean, it's hard to envision Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee after this season, I would think, right? I mean, they, they basically offered him eight years for $230 million. And he said no. He, he said no. Now, the, the thing I would say about that is that's not the Yankees. Or, or maybe it is. See, the worst part of it is if this was the Yankees the whole way through, I think you'd look at it and say, well, you know what? We're a cost-conscious team, and this is what we are, and this is what we've been, and we certainly have a lot of money, and we're willing to spend a good portion of it, but we're not going to go crazy. But the problem is that wasn't the way it was 20 years ago. Even 2009, even with Garrett Cole, but it feels like something has changed. And I think that's what it has the Yankees fan so frustrated. So we, we have all these, these little mini stories, which are so good. So you got the Aaron Judge story, great. Yankees comeback win, great. Good entertaining baseball game, right? I mean, it just, it was. It, now, of course, it took four hours because that's what Yankees and Red Sox does. But four hours, entertaining uh, Yankees with a win, good victory. You feel happy about that. And then Gary Cole postgame just saying stuff to you like, you've, you've got to be kidding me. We'll, we'll hear what he said in a minute, but the gist of it was, um, you know, we started at 112. I was anticipating a 108 start. It completely threw me off. It could, all right, we, we have it? All right, so let's take a listen to that. And then, but, but I want to get into the Mets as well. So Mets with a win last night. And then there's like three or four little nuggets with the Mets I want to get into. So let's take a listen now, you'd say, come on, Dave. He, did, he didn't really say that. Oh, no, 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 no. He really said it. Here is Garrett Cole backtracking of what happened after the game. Yeah, I mean, that was um, it was an unforeseen challenge. Festivities uh, got a little away from the schedule. Could so. you talk about how um, the Rizzo home run gave you guys a big boost? It seemed like you settled yeah. down after that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, it's a great great answer uh in the first um you know especially after 
you know, the three spot. So um, it was just a good feeling. Like it was like, hey, we're here to play, and and um, you know, we're going to take this as long as as long as we need to. Um, and we just kind of feed off each other. You know, there's there's uh, there's one of those moments where you know you can you can take advantage of it. Um, and uh, I think that we were able to to settle in. All right, so they settled in, and again, he got better. But this, the, 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 one, the thing that I wanted to jump on, which is just mind-numbing to me, is that the delayed start. So the game started, it was scheduled to start 108. Started 112. And he said, quote, that was an unforeseen challenge. And then another quote, the festivities got a little away from the schedule. Four minutes? Four, four minutes? So you would have been lights out had the game started at 108. But because it started at 112, you couldn't find the strike zone. You allowed the home run to Devers. You walked the first batter. You've got to be kidding me. But he did settle down. He goes out there and, and, and got better as the game went on. The bullpen was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And now the Yankees are 1-0. and And this is going to be a tough division. My God. I mean, do you see what Toronto did last night? So... And, and we got to get into the Mets also, and not only the Mets, but the Mets broadcast, which was, uh, I can't even believe what I, I had to endure. Um, Toronto down, I think they were down 7-1, might have been 7-0. I'm like, wow. You know, obviously, Barrios, tough start, um, rough open for the Blue Jays, lose this game. I check back in with the game, it's 7-7, they win it 10-8. They're going to score so many runs all year long. It's going to be insane. The talent that Toronto has is insane. And Tampa is still Tampa. And the Red Sox, I, I don't think are at the at the level of the other three, but are still a good team. So you have four teams who are either great or good and one team that stinks. And that's why, and this is what the Yankees' downfall was, I thought, last year, you need to clean up on Baltimore. You, I'm not talking about nine and nine. What do they play? Nine, maybe they even play 19 games. I'm not talking about 10 and nine. I'm talking about 15 and four, 14 and five, 16 and three, something in that range. But here's what I will say about the Yankees. It feels to me, and, and listen, they'll be good and they'll get in. Like there's no way that they're not going to get in. But it, it feels to me, and tell me if you agree with this or not, that the Yankees fan is. Already more, I want to use the, the proper word, I want to say angry, but it's the only thing I can think of. Like like more, more ready to jump on the negative this year than they normally are. Like the Yankees fan is not patient to begin with. But when they fell behind 3-0 and the news of Aaron Judge and all kind of the, the lack of moves this offseason, I think all that ramps up to the fact that I think the Yankees fans, and tell me if I'm right or not, um, willingness to be and patient is bad, a bad word to use with the Yankees fan, but it's the only word I can think of. Lack of patience will be more this year than it is typically. Like, is the rope that you give the Yankees, here's my question to you, is the rope that you give the Yankees, seeing what they've done this offseason, seeing how they've handled Aaron Judge, is it lesser this year than it is in a normal season. So there's the question. It took me a while to back my way into the question, but I finally got my myself 
to the question I wanted to get to. Is the rope you give the Yankees shorter this year than it is any normal season? And I would say it, it, it probably is, would be my thought. Because I think that the Yankees fan, based on, and again, did they make a reasonable offer to Aaron Judge? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. What they offer him, 213 for the next seven, or if you factor this one in, it, it's eight for 230 and a half. That's a fortune of money. And I even saw some people saying, don't be so greedy. That's a huge amount of money. Take it. You know what? He's betting on himself. He's been underpaid for years, for years. And it is his time, his one time. This will be the only time in his career. Now, listen, 230, 260, 280 in the grand scheme of things. Does it have that much of an impact on him? Probably not. But he has been underpaid for years. And he wants to get paid this one time. And he's going to. And now it looks like there's a very good chance it won't be with the Yankees. When did that ever happen? And they let us down the path of there's certain things maybe we can't do because we expect Aaron Judge to cost a lot of money. So if he wants, let me make up a number. If he wants 260 and you're going to go 230, so $30 million over eight years, you're going to say, no, we're drawing the line with, with the face of the franchise? So you paid Severino, you paid Hicks, you, you paid Cole through the nose, you're paying Stanton, you paid LeMayhew, and this is the one that you're going to stand firm with? And we're not going to give him the 8 for 260 or 8 for 270? Why? Why? The only reason that would make any semblance of sense to me is if you look at it and say, you know what? We just don't think health-wise. But you're not saying that. You're willing to pay him. You're not saying we don't want him for the next eight years. We just don't want him at the number he wants for the next eight years. I would actually respect it more. If you were the Yankees and you came out and said, you know what, we, we don't want him for eight years. We don't think he'll be healthy. But you're not saying that. We think he'll be healthy. We want him as the face of the franchise. We love what he's done with us. He's a homegrown kid. We just don't want to go to a number of 250 or 260. Over eight years? Come on. You got to be kidding me. So the Yankees certainly on the table. The Yankees back in action. 1-800-919-3776. What I, what I love, by the way, I love is that you get a four-hour Yankees-Red Sox game. You go to sleep. You wake up. And guess what? One o'clock today. You get another Yankees-Red Sox game. So 1-800-919-3776. Uh, I wanted to touch on the Mets, too, but maybe... Maybe we'll save the Mets for 9-15. Maybe we'll lead Yankees and get into the Mets. But there's so much going on with the Mets, too. Firstly, and, and I got to go here, and I, I'm sure there are going to be, and I bet you Ty and Will, two younger guys, are going to be uh, uh, against me with this. But I did everything right last night. All right, I, I practiced. I went through like a dry run during the day. All right, let me turn on a- Apple+. Plus. Let me, let me scroll through. I got it on. Great. Okay, I know how to use it. It's functional. Terrific. So then we get to 7 o'clock, and I turn it on, and I don't know whether it was mine or I'm an idiot or whatever it was. The game, not there. Not there. So I call in my 15-year-old. I said, Ben, I don't see the game on Apple+. Plus, and he's laughing at me. All right, Dad. He, lo- he can't find it either. So I feel a little bit vindicated then. And then I, because I'm wise, I said, can't we 
watch it on the phone, and then mirror, look at me, mirror the phone onto the television. He says, yeah, actually, you should be able to do that. So he takes it, he starts pressing buttons, boom, game on the TV. So I've jumped through hurdles just to get this stupid thing on. Then I'm watching the game. I don't know if you felt like this. I don't know how closely anybody watched the game. But now, now I'm out of my comfort zone. Now I can't flip to any game I want to watch. Now for me to leave that channel becomes a whole deal. And now what I find is if I go on Twitter on my phone, it now throws me off Apple+. Plus. All right? So that's that's an issue. So I now I can't go on Twitter when I'm watching the Mets game. Fine. I can deal with that. I don't have to go on my phone. Fine. So I'm watching the Mets. There's a shot up the middle, deflects off the pitcher's mitt, and then my game shuts off. Shuts off! And I'm thinking, well, something happened here. And then I start, I get, I, I'm in a group text with the guys on my show. Did yours just shut off? Yep. So now I got to, I got to rejigger this thing and get it back on. And, and I do. And, and I have to listen to the announcers who might have, and listen, I hate to do this. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm in the business and I, and I have to critique when, when, when it's necessary. Might've been the worst announcing I've ever heard. I felt like I was listening to a podcast. I mean, Lindor gets hit in the head and they talk about it for two minutes and it's done. That should be discussed the entirety of the broadcast. And then the Mets have bases loaded. And I, I don't know if it was the seventh or the eighth. They go to this commercial. They come back. There's a pitching change. Lindor comes to the plate. I think it was Lindor. Yeah, I'm confident it was Lindor. He comes to the plate. They're doing highlights of other games. And they missed the pop-up to first base. Oh, my God. It, I mean, the Apple coverage was I knew I wouldn't like it because I'm a creature of habit. It was awful. Mets were not. McNeil, Escobar, even Cano, Scherzer, bullpen, coverage, awful. All, give me my security blanket. That's it. Give me Ron. Give me Keith. Give me Gary. But we got to get into the Mets. And, and how many times before they retaliate for getting hit in the head twice in two days? And you can see that Joe Walter is not happy. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Quite the busy day on 98.7. We have my show until noon. By the way, of course, and I know people clamoring for it. Sump Rothenberg at, uh, at 1030 this morning. Then at noon, we have the Anita Marks experience. We'll take you from noon to three. And then from three to six, I guess three to 630 actually, Little GD, little Gordon Damer, and then 6.30, the Rangers in action at home against the Ottawa Senators. By the way, have you noticed what's happening with the Rangers? The Islanders doing the Rangers a, a favor. I, I think it's a favor. I think it's a favor because I don't know if winning that division is actually a good thing or not, but I, I think it's a favor, and that is uh, the Islanders beat the Hurricanes last night. Rangers are now... Two points behind the Canes with the same amount of games played. And they play at the Garden on Tuesday. So all of a sudden, the Metropolitan is well within reach for the Rangers. Well within reach. And when you look at the um, the second spot, like there's no reason with 10 games to play, the Rangers are not hosting that first series of the playoffs, which is amazing. 
because there was a question whether they even would compete for a playoff spot this year. They're more than competing. So it looks like Florida will get the one. I don't know, spend too much time on hockey here. Florida will get the one, winner of the Metropolitan, the two, uh, and then and then you wait and see. But here's the thing. Right now, if you win your, if you're Carolina, you lead the division, you know who you play? Tampa. Would you rather play Tampa in a best of seven or would you rather play Pittsburgh in a best of seven? I don't know that winning the division is all that promising. All right. 1-800-919-3776. Um, I want to get to the calls, and they're all lined up, which I adore. But first, I want to say good morning to my, I think it's fair to say, partner in crime on Saturday mornings, and that is one Ty D. Butler. You know him from his uh, famous time at the Newhouse School of <laughs> Communications. Good morning, Ty. How are you? I got to say, I'm doing very well nice. now, but if you had asked me this, I don't know, seven days ago, I'd say yeah, dreadful. I don't like when you take off of work. It's well, just we're not, past that. It's not the same experience. We're past that. But Alex they, had a, a big lacrosse tournament, and I wanted to go, and big I, Jace. I went. Bigger Jace. No, no, it was big. Uh, they, they went to the finals. Did they win? No. So you missed the show for nothing? No, not for nothing. They went They went to the finals. Eight, eight teams... They went to the finals and lost. L- correct. So if they don't win, if they don't ultimately win the whole thing, it's a failure. Yeah, it's like the Yankees. It's a championship or bust. I, really? Either you're winning the whole thing or you're losing in the entire. By, season by the way, can I can I let you in behind the curtain a little bit? So so they're in the finals. Alex is probably I don't know four four eleven, right? Maybe on a good day five feet. <laughs> okay. There were kids on the other team, five eleven. Wow. Six six feet. And and I say to one of the dads on the other team, and and they're winning like six nothing, and just oh my god, he was offside. I'm like, would you, would you, do, well, shut up, right? Like, be be quiet. That wasn't it. Wasn't a dirty. Hey, well, like, like you, you, the game is you're going to win, you lunatic, right? So after the game, I say, how 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 old is that kid? He was I mean, he's bigger than Ben, who's fifteen. Kid was enormous, and you'd think like a kid that big who was heavy. Would be slow. No, he he ran he ran like like the wind. <laughs> so I'm like, how, how? Well, well, what does it matter how old he is? I said, so is he not right age? Well, he's in the right grade. Wow. I said, what does that mean? Well, he's 14. 14. <laughs> he's got left but, back a couple times. No, you know what they do? What these, do they do? These they reclassify these kids. Oh, see, they're cheating the system. I don't love it. And lacrosse is by grade. So yeah, yeah it was. It's the right tournament for him technically. But he's 14 going up against 11-year-olds. Yeah, so I don't my like thing it. would be like, that, isn't that pathetic? Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. I mean, go up against people your own age and size. I'm with you. I, I know rarely we agree on things, but I'm with you there. Let's see. But it is no, good to have you back. I think you're coming around to my side. It's good to have you back. Really well, thanks good. for having your, me. Your baseball team's 2-0. and 2-0. And, and, look, and looking good. Looking pretty good. You, you get started Marte and pick up a couple hits yesterday. Max Scherzer picks up his first win as a Met. I know you didn't love the broadcast, but let's not. Oh, my God. Let's, no, let's no. Not it's not like on. I didn't love. I, I I would have rather taken long fingernails and dragged them across my forehead. than. I mean, the broadcast <laughs> was awful, Ty. It was unlistenable. It. Let's take a look at the positive side. Your team is 2-0. 2-0. You're going to be right there contending, which you hope for. Uh, would be a division crown, be in the thick of things for playoffs. By the way, uh, you haven't won a playoff game in seven years. Correct. So instead of focusing on you know one broadcast on a Friday night when your team actually won seven yeah, three, but he, here's the thing. Let's focus he, on the he, positive things. And there's plenty of positive, and I and I welcome the positive. But here's the thing: I will say, if this was game seventy three on a Wednesday afternoon, 
fine. This was game two. It was the first start for Max Scherzer in a Mets uniform, and the broadcast was horrendous. <laughs> well, blame Max Scherzer for not being ready for game, for uh, opening day. No, but you're missing the point. No, I get it. I'm just, game I'm just two. I get it. I get and, it. And and now, and you know what I don't like either. And, and I know that there are people out there being like, "Oh, you're old and look at you, your grandparent." But I, I like games on television. I don't like to have to now work to watch the games that I want to well, watch. Well, listen, get ready because this is the first of many. I know the world is moving to a different uh, place. So now, what, like twenty games are on Amazon for the Yankees. I got an eleven o'clock every morning. Th- th- this this whole nonsense with uh, with Peacock, right? <laughs> I got games on Apple, which which I can barely find. If I can, the announcers sound like they've never watched baseball before. <laughs> That's what makes it more entertaining. It's going to make the season much more fulfilling for you. But look, you're two and zero. Yankees big win yesterday. Uh, I-, I didn't love what Cole had to say after the game, but uh, more more concerned about how he's looked. His last uh, seven games. He settled down, though. No, that, he settled I, down. I will say that. Like, after starting out, I mean, you couldn't have had a worse start, right? That I mean, walk, home run, another run, you're down 3 nothing, boom, and all of a sudden you can hear the boos in Yankee Stadium. He did settle down from that moment to the, to the end but of the game. But take a look at this. Go back to last se- uh, September, including yesterday, his last seven games, 32 innings pitched, 25 runs, 9 home runs, 41 hits. So, I mean, is it a trend I don't want to overreact to one bad inning, of course, but when you start with what happened at the end of the season last year in September, culminated in that explosion against the Red Sox, uh, it, it, Garrett Cole is, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, one, of the, one of the question marks for the Yankees this year. And there is no path that exists to the Yankees being a contender that does not involve him being not just good, great. but great. I, I, I agree with you. Now, I, I think the immediate thought has to be, the spider tack, right? I mean, what what has changed from Garrett Cole being lights out, dominant, untouchable to Garrett Cole going through the numbers that you just mentioned? Well, the what, other what, everyone's going to say, well, yeah, the hamstring injury. He did have a couple of games last year post spider tack, like that gem against the Astros, and I get it. But consistently, I'm with you. Like the the variable in this equation has to be the spider tack. It, and, it has to be, and he was not good yesterday. But <laughs> I, I will say this, and they were lights out, great. The bullpen. Oh, they were they were unbelievable. Now, I don't know how many games you can rely on. I mean, listen, they, they go green for an inning, Holmes for two-thirds, Castro, the former Met, for a third, Loisago, who I think might be your best reliever, yeah, Peralta, Chapman, and King, who was very, very good. And, and what he did in the 11th, I thought, won them the game. But how often are you going to get that? I know it's game one. They didn't want to press call. He wasn't very good. They fought back. So good for the Yankees. It's a win. You're heading in the right direction. But I agree with you. I would be, I don't want to say concern. I would keep my eye closely on what's going on with Garrett Cole. All right. So what's going on here? We're going to open it up to the Mets and the Yankees. You want to get involved with, with the, the judge conversation, the Yankees win, Garrett Cole and his excuses, the Mets, a good win, getting hit continuously. We'll get into that too. I mean, that is, it's disgraceful. It really is. And, and I guess they're not doing it intentionally, but I mean, it's dangerous, it, it, I mean, it is so dangerous. You're talking about a weapon being thrown at your face at 95 miles an hour. It's dangerous. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, people. Let, let's get into what happened in the Mets game. So, firstly, on Thursday, the game, which is amazing, started at like 8.30 in Washington. So I couldn't even stay up for the entirety of the game. Opening day, I couldn't stay up for the whole thing because it ended at like, what, 
on Thursday night. So McCann gets hit. Then in the ninth inning, Alonzo gets hit in the face. All right. Lip swells up. Blood has to be iced. Uh, you're, everyone's very upset by it. Buck was really incensed by it. Then last night, Lindor gets hit in the face again. And I will say this. Thank God he's wearing that that bar that goes across. Because if he's not, he, he probably loses teeth. And he probably has severe facial damage. So it, it, I understand why the Mets are so angry. If part of the reason, because I can't imagine that the Nationals are getting together as a team saying, let's throw at the heads of the Mets players. My thought has to be that this has something to do with the lack of grip on the ball. Maybe the cold as well, but the lack of grip on the ball. Well, if that's the case, then don't they have to figure out a way that they can give these guys some semblance of grip so the guys, I mean, this is a weapon being projectiled at the head of these guys. You saw what happened when Pilar got hit in the face. You saw what happened years ago when Stanton got hit in the face. And it feels like it's happening more and more and more. It's terrifying. It's dangerous. And it's got to stop. So I understand why the Mets feel a way about it. And I think over the next two days, you start to wonder, is there going to be retaliation? Because you saw how hot they were about it. You saw Alonzo was livid. And then these guys have to go through concussion protocol. It's dangerous and it's scary. I mean, I don't even think you realize, and some of you I'm sure do, but but the bulk of the people listening, I don't think you realize what a 95-mile-an-hour pitch looks like. Like, you can't see it. You don't have time to get out of the way. If it hits you in the face, it crushes you. It ends you. I mean, Stanton broke his face. We've seen it. It's terrifying. Get hit in the, in the waist. You get hit in the back. You get hit in the shoulder. Okay. The face, no. Now, again, I'm not blaming these. I don't think this is intentional. But there's clearly a problem, and it feels like it happens more and more and more. The thing that is amazing to me, we'll hear from Lindor and Buck in just a second, is that these guys, like Lindor will probably play today, I would think, and he will stand in there. Like it, it won't phase him for a second, which is remarkable. Because you would think you get hit in the, in the face mask and you know blood and his mouth was bleeding and the lip was bleeding. Has to go through concussion protocol. You probably see your life flash before your eyes. You would think that would have an impact on like, all right, next time I get into the box, maybe I'm, nope, right back in, not an issue at all. Here, here is Lindor last night after the game on being hit in the face. X-rays came back negative. Um, I don't have a headache right now. I feel good. Um, I think one of my tooth might be um, cracked, but... Um, not bad, not bad. I still got ice. Okay, I can still smile. <laughs> so obviously, sense of humor intact. But I mean, it's scary. It really is. It's scary stuff. And it didn't even hit him flush. Imagine if it hit, hits him flush. What happens? Tooth cracked, and it hit the guard that goes across. And not all the guys wear that. Fortunately, he does. You saw Buck was hot. Here is uh, new Mets manager two and zero Mets manager Buck Showalter on the benches clearing. Um, pretty self-explanatory. I hit with another pitch, you know. What I mean, what do you want me to say? Was it just that he was hit by a pitch, or that did you think it was on purpose, or? I th- I don't know. I, the umpire thought it was worthy of an injection, so I'll leave it at that. You know, it's just uh, it's a good move I thought by by their crew. When you left the dugout, went out there. What did you say to the umpire? Well, it's between us, me and them, but I think. 
they understood our frustration. So you can hear that he, he is living. Now, I don't know if they threw him out because of the hit or because of kind of the, the way he acted after he hit Lindor, almost like a uh, he was the victim. So I, I, I'd like to hear what the rationale behind the tossing was. But even Davey Martinez, and we'll, we'll play uh, manager of the Nationals in just a second here. Even Davey Martinez says, you know what? I'd be angry, too, if my, my team was hit this many times. I want to be honest, as you as you all know me, I'd be pissed off, and uh, you know they're pissed off, and uh, and I, I I get that, you know, and I really do, you know, uh, so um, like I said, it, it was it, both both times it was unintentional, uh, super unintentional, so uh, but it, it did happen, so. Well, it, it may happen, but it is unacceptable, and it's dangerous, and that's the thing that's so concerning, and it feels like you see more of it now. You saw it twice in a row. Happened to Alonzo, happens to Lindor, and now you wonder, do the Mets retaliate? Because if the Mets retaliate, now this thing becomes cyclical and this becomes an issue. But even if it was unintentional from Washington to begin with, if the Mets retaliate, now there's an issue and now this lingers for all season, right? See, I, I, I don't like throwing at guys at all. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. You cannot throw at a guy's head. You, you, you can't do it. It's unacceptable. If you say it slipped, Twice in two days, it's just it's a bad look for baseball. And if it's because of the spider tack or, or the substance that they use, then figure it out. Because you cannot have guys being thrown at in the head. The guy that wasn't even hit, it, it didn't actually touch his face. And he said he thinks he cracked the tooth. Think about what happens if he's not wearing that guard, the bar that goes across. They, they might want to actually get to the point where that's mandatory. Where everybody has to wear the, the face shield. Because it is, oh my God, terrifying. one 800 919-3776. Absolutely terrifying. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So I, I told my wife I would bring this up on the air. So I, I told you what happened with the Apple television last night. So I'm finally it's functional. I'm watching it, and, and I, I'm watching it in my bedroom because that's where I have Apple TV. So I'm, I'm screen, whatever, mirroring this thing on from the phone onto the TV. Fine. And then Sherry's like, it's time for dinner. So I come downstairs, and, and we're eating dinner. Now, it's game two. It's Scherzer's first start. And I take my phone, tie, and I, I place it on the salad dressing standing so I can see it at dinner. Okay. And she says, are you, are you, re- you're, are you really going to do this? I said, what do you mean? She says, you're going to have the sound on? And, and watch a game on your phone at the dinner table? And I said, yes. And she's like, I can't believe you're doing this. I said, is the sound bothering you? She's like, yeah. She's like, I can't believe this. So I, I, I go all the way down with the sound and, and mute it. So there's, now there's no sound. And she says, you can't pause. I said, pause it. Pause I said, I can, bar- I can barely figure out how to get the thing running. I pause it. I, this is time I never get back. I'll never see what's happening. So she goes, I can't believe that you don't think it's incredibly rude to be sitting there propping up your phone on a bottle of salad dressing watching Mets Nationals during dinner time. And I said, I got to be honest, I didn't, I, it didn't even occur to me that this kind of thing is rude <laughs> or frowned upon. So she goes, I, I'm telling you, most people will find this to be very rude. I said, I'm telling you, I do not agree. So what, what do you think? You have an issue with it? No, no issue with it at not all. Not at all. It actually reminds me a lot of myself. And and what you should have said was, listen, like with all due respect, 
uh, in the next, I don't know, 10 hours or so, I've got to host a sports radio show where I'm going to have to recap what's happening in this Met game. So this is actually me prepping for work. Yeah, but, but she, she's saying, why don't you just pause it? I mean, you can't pause a game. Well, I can't. But she thinks that that becomes rude and that it just shouldn't be done. No. Because- and, and I even said, I said, listen, it's not like I'm so focused on the game. I'm not conversing. And we had like, how was your day? What happened at school? I I can't do a lot, but I can have a conversation and watch a game at the same time. So I was able to do that. Especially and still, a baseball game. Oh, absolutely. And still I'm getting heat of like, I, this is, she thought it was so rude. Yeah, like, so unbelievably rude. There are a lot of challenges that come with this uh, new Apple TV thing, so I, I don't know if we can figure out how to pause. Another thing another thing is part of the uh, game-watching experience is following along in real time on social media, like see what people are saying, fans are tweeting at you and what have you, so you can't pause it and then be behind. It's just, it's just going to mess up the experience, so I'm, I'm with you. All right, so now she's, she's sending me a text. So this she's is real time. to the show. You, you you also had a child at the table. Now, firstly, 15-year-old child. <laughs> no, All right. I, it's, not like, it's not like I'm sitting here with a four-year-old child. And it's it's not like it didn't detract from us having a nice, pleasant dinner. Wait, isn't he also a Met fan? Yeah. So he wants to know what was going on in the game. Exactly. Come on. I love Sherry. We had a nice little dance at the bar mitzvah. She's one of my favorite people, but she's dead wrong on this. Yeah. Now, Pete Darty, our sales manager, who's a, a terrific friend. Says, rude, 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 get a life, game two of 162. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a huge sports well, fan. Well, I think, I think he's, what he's saying is, I'm not a sports fan. So yeah. what am I supposed to sit there? I mean, do you know what happens if I was sitting there and the Mets are taking place? Yeah, no. I, I, start, to, I, start, to, uh, I start to melt down. Yeah, I, I, I got to disagree with Pete, too. Is, is he a Mets fan, a Yankee fan? Does he claim a team at all? I, I don't know who he roots So for. he wouldn't understand. When you are a diehard fan of a team... Regardless of whether it's you know game two of one sixty two or, or game seventy three of one sixty two, you're dialed in. You got to host a sports. I, w- I want to watch the game. You know what? And, and let me be clear: whether I'm doing this as a profession or not, I'm watching the game. So I don't even want to use my career, my job as a, as an excuse. And now Sherry follows up with a text. It detracted from me having a nice, pleasant dinner. Uh, I'm sorry. So we All should right? have had dinner. Earlier. I'm sorry. Have dinner earlier. We we know what time first pitch is. We can. We can shape it around, you know, the game. Let's have dinner at 6.30 instead of 7.30. But she wanted to get on the treadmill. Did I complain about that? No. <laughs> You're detracting from us having conversation. You and your treadmill. Right. You know what? We, we, we eat at 6.30. You're right. This is a non-issue. And she said to me at like 6 o'clock, do you mind if I get on the treadmill? I was like, no, of course I don't mind. Why would I mind? Better yourself. That's something you want to do. Go do it. This is something. This is my version of the treadmill. <laughs> You're unbelievable. But I love it. I, I think it falls on her. And typically, I would take her side because you are a maniac at times. I mean, what you put your family through on Sundays at one. Uh, hard to argue. You're you're a good husband in that regard. Hey! But, but, but I take your side on, on, on this one. So you have no issue with it. And she, no took, she took tremendous... Um, way about the sound being on. So then I was like, you know what? Okay, let me let me turn the sound all the way down. I'll mute the thing, and we'll. How was your day? What did you do? Did you? Oh, is work really busy? How's the company? Oh, Ben, how, you know, the end of the quarter. What are you expecting grade wise? You don't have practice today. Like it was a full family conversation. 
and I was glancing and making note of what happened during the Mets game. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's bad. By the way, so I had my wife just text me. She says it's not that serious. If you catch up on sports a couple of seconds or minutes later, your life isn't going to be over. I'm, I ne- I'm listen, with his wife. I never said my life would be over. Never once did I think my life would end. I didn't think I was in peril, and neither did Sherry. But it, 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 that's who I am. You can't turn it off. I don't think that's what they understand. They, they, they feel like it's like Lifetime or like any of these shows that they watch. They can just pause it and go back to it later. Yeah. Sporting events, yeah. you have to watch in real time. You, know, you know me. I am, I am, and Rick and I have this argument all the time. I am vehemently opposed yes. to taping any game ever. I'm so with you because she'll ask me like, hey, can you give the baby a bath? And I'm like, it's game two of the finals. She's like, why don't you just pause it and watch it later? <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, are, you I, like, are you crazy? Listen. Here, that's what halftime is for. Exactly. That's what halftime is for. I don't think they for. get it, though. Like, sports watching has to be done in real time. Listen, I, I get it. Because then I you're getting alerts. There's, there's rarely if ever a dinner where the TV's not on in the background on mute, which I think she's okay with. I, I think I think it was like the the propping up the phone on the salad dressing that really became, <laughs> an, like, that was something that really turned her off. Yeah, I, but I'm with you, though. Sherry's got to be better. Do the treadmill a little, late, a little later on or earlier on. or well, have now she's, she, and I don't think she's happy either with me and probably with you now as well. She said, I worked. I took Alex to lacrosse practice. I got on the treadmill and I prepared dinner. The least I could do is not have the phone on the table being watched. I think we could save the conversation. Had I known how to stream the thing on the television downstairs, I would have done that. Or how about this, Dave? We can have that conversation just a little bit later. Three hours later, we we can catch up on all all of the day's happenings while we're in bed, before a little uh, pillow talk. Yeah, but you do realize that the game went very late. So as we were in bed, the, the, that that very same game was still taking place. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to. Uh, but I'm glad you're on my side. What would you say? Would do you think that most people would take my side or Sherry's side? I think most people. You mean listening to this show, or just like more generally speaking? Well, let's take it both ways. Most people listening to the show. I think most people listening to this show are in favor of you, like 85-15. It's not even close. All right. You say you walk down Madison Avenue right now and ask the next 20 people that you run past. What would they say? I think it's going to be like 65-35 in favor of her. Really? Yeah. Because we think that we're in the majority only because we're surrounded by sports fans and, and crazed personalities, but in the grand scheme of things, I think more people would, would side Now, here's her. a beautiful text from another person. Sher- Sherry knew who she married. Exactly. This is on her. Exactly. I agree. All right, there you have it. You know there what you, you signed it. up for. Don't complain about it now, baby girl. Um, Yeah, I like that. Joe and Suffering. Joe, good, uh, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Dave, thanks so much for the call. Uh, a couple quick points before you, um, I get uh, tossed off. Number one, you're definitely the best sports talk show host in, in New York, maybe the country, and thank you for that. Oh, Number th- two, thank you, thank you for this call. And tossed off, you might co-host the show with me the rest of the way today, Joe. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I gave up. I gave up waiting for to go to the gym, um, just to wait on hold so I can get on. So I got my nine year old daughter going to karate. So I got to keep this somewhat civil. Um, thanks for touching on the Rangers because we definitely are overachieving. We we were you know in a re- rebuilding stage. And it's phenomenal to the point we are now. I'm quite surprised. But to the point of my call, um, that, that announcing group last night, someone that grew up listening to Ralph Kiner, uh, uh, Murphy, and Nelson, they're turning over in their graves right now thinking that they were listening to a nail salon clutch group. 
it was the most hideous announcing group I've heard in my life. I thought I couldn't even stand listening to Tim McCarver back in the day. And I, I might not watch the games, or I certainly shut the sound off to watch the game for most of it. And finally, my last point is um, I think we finally got a Met team that has some fight in them well, with the Martes and the Kanyas and, and, and uh, Showalter. So uh, I see a lot of contrast to the 86 Mets in the fight, and it's only two games, so hopefully it can keep on. Let's go Rangers, let's go Mets, and thank you so much for being on the radio, Dave. Oh, what a call that was. I mean, uh, Ty, take note of, of that. I mean, that's a genius is what that is. <laughs> that, that was awesome. That is a great caller. He looks at me as, as the, the top of the mountain. Not just in New York. No. But nationally. World, I, if, if you say it nationally, I imagine I'm better like than the European talk show. It's well. <laughs> <So> a worldwide. <laughs> he's like talk- the, the African, the, uh, the Asian talk show. Like, I think, I think I'm probably number one in the world then. <laughs> on, the, on the world power rankings, you're number right? one. The, the Middle East, like I'm number one. Like, you know, like soccer, they have like the world number one. Yeah. I think for him, world number one goes to me. So as long as we start with complimenting Dave, it doesn't matter what the take is. Yeah, you is. could talk about whatever it is. <laughs> honestly, he could have gone into You know what I want to talk about, Dave, today? Bass fishing. Go ahead. <laughs> he could have said Eli Manning is undeserving of being in the home. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that, that would have that upset me. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Well, you can try. You'll probably be unsuccessful, as most have so far this year. Stump Rothenberg is always on 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slomans. Before we start, Ty, give us the updated standings, please, on Stump Rothenberg. Uh, we enter today at 134 and 16. One, Actually, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because you were off last week, so yes. we you're not, are... You're not taking... Who, 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 that was Anita, right? Yeah. Now, I heard Uh-oh. it was a train wreck of a segment. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> well, it wasn't uh, what we wanted it to be when we you, thought about it. You're not it. taking those that record from last week and incorporating it No, no, to, no, no, no I'm not. Record. You're 146 and 20. I'm sorry about that. 146, 146 and 20. That's pretty good. Pretty So good that uh, at Wise Kyle on Twitter said, my neighbor above me better be done vacuuming in four minutes when Stump Rothenberg begins. And, and I hope that that's happened now. People love this segment, happened. man. It's a, it's a fun segment. All right. Are you ready to play, Ty? Oh, let's do it, baby. All right. And you have your five-pack ready for later, yes? I've got a five-pack for you, my friend. And you feel like the questions that you have screened that are on hold are are top-shelf questions. I'm going to be honest. I've got one that I know for for a fact you're going to get wrong. Like, you are drawing dead. Which is fine. I'm, uh, it's tell a good, me all you want. But I'm saying the people that are lined up, ready to go, these are, these are some good, solid questions. These are questions. some solid questions. All right, let's go. We'll go right down the list here. Sean in Connecticut. Good morning, Sean. You are on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. How's it going? What's up, Sean? All right. I got a movie question for you. Okay. Okay, can you tell me the first movie to gross over $100 million with three women in the lead? Over one hundred million with three women in the lead. Yes. 
again. Three women in the lead. You know, Catherine Bigelow did uh, Hurt Locker, but that's that's a director, and that's not three women in the lead. Boy. I mean, Thelma and Louise, but I don't, I don't think the third is a, uh, is a woman. It was that, that terrible movie with Drew Barrymore where she was like, uh, it was her and maybe uh, Andy McDowell. Then where like, it was a Western, but I can't imagine that's the movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it wrong. You're going to get it. Uh, I'm going to guess Thelma and Louise. No, it's nine to five. Oh, nine to five. One, I love that movie. Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Dabney Coleman. Right. Yeah. Wow. You didn't hang up on him, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, you put him on hold. He's on hold. That's 0-1. It's a good job by him. It's a good question, too, because it's a legitimate movie. If the movie was like something you never heard of, you'd be like, come on, be better than that. <laughs> it's a good question. 0-1, man. It's the start. Anita, got, a, you're looking to Anita start. got off to this start last week. Uh, what did she finish at last week, by the way? I think it's something like either like 0-8 or 1-9. <laughs> okay. I think we'll beat that. John in L.A. John, here on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning. Good morning, Jim. All right, uh, I'm one of those uh, 20 guys that stomp you, so I'm trying to stomp you again. So here All we right. go. Um, which uh, NFL team has the most uh, Hall of Famers? All right, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, all right, so it's not going to be the Giants. It's got to be an old team. It's a, I would guess the Bears has the most Hall of Famers. That's it? That's your final answer? No. Yes. Bears or Packers? Uh, I'm going to go Bears. Final answer, yes. God, man. I'm 1-5 against you. Thank you, man. All right. There Jeez. we go. That's 1-1. That's Can I get the dig? <laughs> there we go. All right. So that, and, and you know what? Another good, good question. Let's go. I don't, I'm not a great music guy, but we will continue along. Right down the list here. Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Scone Cold. Good What's morning, up? Luke. All uh, right. Horrible wrestling take this week, though. Uh, no. Right. I, st- I, stand, I stand by I'll repeat it again in a few minutes. I stand by it every single day of the week. Go ahead. Yeah, prepare for your wrestling question on Wednesday. But today, ahead, Luke. what What artist uh, has a number one album in the previous six decades? So, from the 2010s, every decade and, for the 60 years prior to that? Yep. And it's a solo artist? Solo artist. That's the only hint I will give you. Barbara Streisand. How do you do it, Dave? How? Sorry. <laughs> I, I was thinking about, and I can't even think of his name right now, um, Tony Bennett. But then it popped into my mind, it's got to be Barbara. You know why? Because my mother loves Barbara Streisand. So that's where I went. And that's a, that, See, these are good questions. You know what's so funny about what just happened? What? How, how did we start the segment? I said, I, I know there is a, without question, a question that you're going to get wrong. Right. And that was the question. And you got it right immediately. That was the question you thought I'd get wrong. Yeah, I, I, I thought you had no chance. Because you're not a music person. Yeah, but that wasn't like deep in the, in the woods. That was a, a very, is, everyone knows this person. It was a solo artist. So who's had success for a long time? And Babs. Wow. It's Babs. That's two and one. Adam in Putnam Valley. Adam, you're on Stump Rothenberg. 
Good morning, Dave. Uh, first off, shout out to the company. Good morning, company listeners out there. <laughs> All right, Adam, what do you got? All right. 32 NHL teams, 31 of them have pants, a shade of black, a shade of red, or a shade of blue. What's the one team in the NHL that doesn't wear pants that's a shade of any of those colors? So black, blue, or red? 31 teams have pants that are a shade of black. Just tell me the color. I'm not going to tell you the color. You got to you figure. I thought you, I thought you were it's saying not black. Not black. Well, what are the colors that, that it's not in the pants? It's not black. No, no, no. Not the the primary color. The majority. So, like the Rangers have red pants with a white stripe. I'm talking. Those are that's red. Okay, so that's what I'm asking. What, what are the three yeah. colors that are not involved in the pants? Red, black, primary. The red, black, oh my god, and blue. Red, black, and blue. Red, black, and blue. What team does not have red, black, or blue pants? Um, I don't know. The maybe the Ducks. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna I I don't know, and, I, and not only that, I don't I don't think I care either. I'm I'm gonna say. Wow, you don't care because you don't know. Come on, man, pick a team. No, that's not true. That's not true. I didn't know the first question. That was a good question. I'm gonna say either the Predators or the Ducks. Ty, what do you Which think? One? Where should I go here? He knows. Yeah, I know the answer. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess the Predators. That is incorrect. <laughs> it's the Green Pants of the Minnesota Wild. All right. Only team that doesn't have this. Put them on hold. Put them on hold. That's a, that's a really bad question. And you, and I'm not blaming you, Ty, but you know that's not a good question. I thought you would know it. You're a eh, big uh, hockey guy. Who cares? Guy. It's, just, it's just not a good question. It's fine. A lot of people are into uniforms. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to not know that. Chris and Beth Page. Chris, <laughs> you're on Stump Rothenberg. Wow. This segment was great until that last. Whoa. What, that, just that, went right Chris, off the Chris, you, you love the segment more than you love certain family members. Would you agree that was a terrible question? Terrible. Because you know what? It could change from time to time. Teams change their uniforms all the time in every and, and you sport. Know, and you know what? Will you walk by anyone today and say, guess this great fact I heard? No. Nobody cares. But, Chris, we care about you. What's your question? All right, Dave. Everybody knows that Tom Hanks was the last person. He went back-to-back Oscars before Forrest Gump in Philadelphia, right? Okay. So who was the first either actor or actress that won back-to-back Oscars? <clears throat> Oscars in a leading role. Spencer Tracy, I know, did. Um, it's got to be in a leading role. Right. So it could be an actor or an actress? Correct. I know Spencer Tracy did. I don't know if they're both leading roles, though. Is it someone I've heard of? Um, oh, I know it's good, and I don't. It's that woman, like, like that German woman, who did it, right? Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you're, you're I'm better than this. Giving you a hint, but you're you're, you're, honestly, you're on the you're right track. I'll put it to you that way. You're, you're better than it's that German woman that I've never heard of, right? Yeah, but she's the first oh, come to win. On, I mean, come on. 
So I know Spencer Tracy did it, and I know Catherine Hepburn also did it. But you're gonna, it's it. I don't remember her name. Is that is that not enough, Ty? When you hear the name, you'll never you'll never know that she existed. It's some German woman. Ty, I want you to weigh in here. You won't. You won't even say a word. All right. So go ahead. So what what's the name? Because I don't know. All right, Dave. I, you know, I'm sad that you're belittling this question because I like the question. No, I think the question is very it's fair. Not a great question. Won back to back Oscars, Dave. It's what, like someone it? winning a batting title, back to back batting titles in the, the 20s name? or 30s. I mean, what's it's it's something to be proud of. When when you hear the name, everyone out there, you'll say, "I've never heard of that person ever one time," and I can't think of the name. What's the name? All right, Louise Rayner. All right, there you go. So you <laughs> now I'm two and three, and this is where we are. You're not happy right well, now. Well, because I think that question is grotesque. <laughs> it's really grotesque. grotesque. <laughs> Are you happy to not have known the answer to that question? You know what? I don't know that I want to continue the segment. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't well, be because that now guy. I'm looking at the screen. You got a bass fishing question? <laughs> come on, man. You want me to take a question on bass fishing? I think you're going to get this one correct. No, you don't. You're playing me. <laughs> You, you know, I always tout to everyone, boy, Ty screens the call well, so, so well. And this is what you're bringing me but here? But the, the beauty of what happened there is that you, you just last segment um, said that I don't want to have this conversation. could call you Fine. about bass you know fishing. You want, you you want to stump it. me on bass fishing? You want to stump me on Louise Rainier? You want to stump me on, on whatever other garbage? What pants does this team wear? Great. Let's go Anthony Mayapak. Go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> Hey, Dave, name any one of the last three winners of the Bassmaster Classic. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. The Bassmaster Championships? Yeah, the Bassmaster Classic, you know, the, the one big... Yeah, bass no, fishing tournament it's on, day. It's on ESPN. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I know they they hold it in like South Carolina. It was this year. Yes. Yeah. No. I know that, but I don't know who wins this thing. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, no guess. No. No. Uh, yes. Steve Bedrosian. <laughs> it was Jason Christie this year and Hank Carey the two before. All right. Put him on. There. <laughs> I mean, this is this is trivia at its finest. <laughs> I, thought really? that, I thought that was a fair question. Oh, stop it. You should be embarrassed for yourself. <laughs> We've got another one, another music question if you want them. What, what is it about, like, toenails? Uh, like, this musician had very long toenails and then cut them down to the nubs. I actually What's think this, no, this is, a, this is a really good one. Fine. I am so disgusted with you today. Ed in Jersey. Go ahead, Ed. Hi. Hi, Dave. I got you last year. And ironically, the uh, aunt, trivia answer uh, passed away this week, Tommy Davis. Okay. So do you have another one but, that Tommy but Davis my, has passed? But my, but my question is music. Mm-hmm. Not counting Christmas songs like uh, White Christmas or All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. What's the only song to hit number one on two separate occasions? This is a decent question. Um, I 
I don't know why I'm thinking I want to hold your hand because it was two different artists. But uh, is are you looking for two separate times that it hit? Yes, yes. It reached. It, it went on the chart. I think that peaked I, I'm, number one fell hit and then twice. went back up again. So I would either say I want to hold your hand or the twist would be my two guesses. I'm going to go with the twist, and it's going to be I want to hold your hand. You're right. It's the twist. 1960. Oh! Yes. And then 1962, you got uh, you got revenge on me from last year. Oh, and I, it's been hanging over my head from last year. <laughs> Three and four, baby. I'm so disgusted with you. Why? Because you know why. I mean, the Oscars, dude. That's your wheelhouse. You know the Oscars, that's your wheelhouse. Who is the past master champion? It's one question, and then we only can, we only well, allow pants that don't have red or or black in them in the NHL. And you also complain about the Oscars question, even though you're a movie connoisseur. Louise connoisseur. Rainier? Do you know who Louise Rainier is? No idea. No, nobody does. <laughs> and no. that's the, that, the, the Rainier family are like, oh, they mentioned they went mentioned Aunt Louise today on the radio. <laughs> I haven't heard her name mentioned in 60 years. <laughs> the Rainier family. 1-800-919-3776. All right. Stump Rothenberg continues, 98.7 ESPN. Where are we, Ty? A dreadful three and four, yes? Three and four, but it's really like two and four. I, I'm just getting word that the, the Barbara Streisand question you've been asked before. First um, of all, I have no recollection of, of that, Of course honestly. you don't. And, you, and yeah. even if I have been asked mm, before, that's sure. too bad. Yeah, of course you don't have any recollection, uh, but you do well, have— you, you know what? It's amazing to me that you're going to put the blame on me when you're asked, You're letting through Bassmaster Championship questions. We did that because you made a joke about it. So it's just to play on a, a prior joke that you had made. You do realize also on Twitter you're getting destroyed. That's fine. I can take this the heat. This is a great tweet. My grandmother is Louise Rainier, and we didn't even know that she ever acted, <laughs> much less won back-to-back Oscars. <laughs> that's phenomenal. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That's really good. David Hughes tweets in, It's understandable that you're struggling on Stump Rothering today. Ty got the segment started four minutes late by letting the festivities run too long. Oh, that's Randy a good one, Leahy, too. absolutely terrible question, screening shame, shame, shame. Hmm. Someone else said that I should be banned for like two uh, weeks of st- uh, suspended for two Stump Rothenbergs with these questions. Jamie DeVault, what was worse? Today's Stump questions or last night's Apple cast of the Mets game? I'll wait. So people are completely on my side. They're not happy. With you. But it's fine. It's fine. You've got a fan base that the whole company thing, it, it's it's adorable, but we can handle it. It's not ador- these, are, these are tough-hearted people. Yeah, it's I'm sure. Adorable. Yeah, got tough-hearted people who have like pictures of like random people and don't even I'm share their, you sit here and their real names. The company. But and yeah, I I very tough. Me, Rick, RJ, very and tough. Raymond, we will slap you across the face. <laughs> and then right get, across the face and challenge you to a duel if you continue And this. they get Blue banned for 10 years from the Oscars. Lou, Lou is on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, I have to tell you, you are absolutely wonderful to listen to in the in the morning. It gets my day off to a great start every single day. Well, thank so I you, thank you for that you're every a single gentleman day. gentleman and a scholar, and I welcome you to Stump Rothenberg. <laughs> All right, I think I have the definition of a good question. All right, let's see. Who is the only NBA player to have a winning record against LeBron, Kobe, and Michael Jordan? A minimum of five games played. So he's got a winning record against Michael Jordan, Kobe, 
and LeBron? Yes. So, obviously, so this is going to be the end of Jordan, obviously. Now, I know Chauncey Billups has a winning record against LeBron, and I believe Kobe as well. But he could have with Michael, because he Michael is playing at the at the uh, against those Pistons teams that were so good. Who else could it be? And Billups played for a long time. I'm gonna go with Chauncey Billups. No way! That is a, that's absolutely amazing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's Chauncey Billups. Yes. Chauncey Billups. question. I can get it right. Louise Rainier, I don't know. That's that a good pull well by you. By me. That's a good pull. I didn't I even know that. I thought he said I was wrong. He's like, no way. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even know the answer to that. What do you mean, even you? Well, I'm just saying I didn't even know. Uh, so now we're four and four? Four and four. All right. So now if we run through these four and your five, we could have a, a, a reasonable day. Reasonable. Uh, now, can I just say, you understand these are supposed to be skilled position players in the NFL or NBA players from the 80s, 90s, or 2000s, right? That's correct. All right. So now if someone calls with, like, the left tackle from the Rams in, in 1986, we, we do away allow with that, them. correct? That's correct. Do you know where they're going with the college questions? Uh, we just immediately put them on hold? No, okay. I don't know. So I'm going to let you be the judge if these are not okay. legitimate. Is that fair? Sure, that's very fair. Sean in Connecticut. Sean, for the Daily Double, have at it. I'm sorry. I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass. I don't have a college question, so I'm going to have to have to get that one. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Sean. So we held on for Exciting. 15 minutes just to say I can't do it. All right. <laughs> Anthony, the Bassmaster in Mayapak. Anthony, go ahead. Uh, all right, Dave. Seven-time NBA All-Star Jack Sigma. Jack Sigma played with the Seattle Supersonics first-round pick. I believe Illinois Wesleyan, if I'm not mistaken. You got it, Dave. Yeah, the blonde hair of the great Jack Six. Oh! Uh, legitimate question. He was a he was a big time, big time, terrific player. Uh, all right, let's continue along here. Adam in Putnam Valley. Adam, you're on Stump Rock. Dave, what's up, my man? Um. I have to bow out. I got my kids in the car. All right. We don't need a whole sob story. You can bow out. That's fine. Chris and Beth Page, who, who can't get enough of Stump Rothenberg, despite his grotesque question involving Louise Rainier. Chris? Lu Louise, Ra Louise Rainier went to the University of Dusseldorf, by the way. So, just so you know. Because <laughs> I'm sure people were on the edge of their seats about that one. All right, Chris, what do you got? All right. All right, Dave. New York Giant. Running back, my favorite running back growing up. I'm a little older than you, but Doug <clears throat> Doug Kotar. Doug Kotar, I believe. Died of cancer, unfortunately. <clears throat> I believe he went to Kentucky. You got it, Dave. <clears throat> Good job. Doug Kotar, yes. And there you That's go. right. All right. Oh! Now we've rebounded nicely, and that is six and four. Correct, Ty? That is correct. All right, so now you go with your five-pack. Let's go with guys involved in, like, the NBA awards. So let's start with a uh, big fan of the show I hear, Pascal Siakam. So you have heard that Pascal Siakam is a big fan of this yes, show. Yes, a lot of NBA circles, you know, they, they say he loves this show, loves the Saturday show. Uh, he's New Mexico State. And that would be correct. Yes. I, I appreciate the, the ding. That's what I appreciate when I get one correct. Oh! 
continue. There we go. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. JJJ. Uh, now his son. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because what do we? I asked you where he went to college. Well, his, now his, his son played for Georgetown. Jaron Jackson, I was hoping would go to Georgetown, but went to Michigan State. Oh, he did go to Michigan State. He sure did play for Tom Izzo. Dang. Why can't oh! I? Not I'm not waiting for the ding anymore. Uh, I, I love this. Scotty. Uh, so Scotty Barnes is the next one. Now tell me about his son or his dad first before you answer where he went. I don't have any information on any of the lineage with uh, Scott Barnes. So where did Scotty Barnes go to college? So Scotty Barnes, uh, I believe, played for Leonard Hamilton Ooh, at Florida State. That is correct, my friend. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Well, and I, did, I believe went to Montverde uh, High School as well. The Dane came on time. There we go. Uh, Marcus Dane. Smart. Oh, is it Oklahoma State? He was a big-time recruit. I think, it's, I think it's Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think he played at Oklahoma State. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by that, yes. Correct. Oh! Uh-oh, Dave. Got to end strong here. This is a tough one, I think. Okay. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Point guard, Cleveland Cavaliers. That Darius Garland, yes? Yes. <laughs> uh, he's a Commodore who went to Vanderbilt. Wow, you are unbelievable. Oh! Thank you. That'll Thanks take you to 11-4. and four. Is there another Darius Garland playing in the NBA that I'm not aware of? Not that I'm aware of. So there you go. There you go. 11 All right, that's Dub Rothenberg brought to you by Slowman's. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. So it started out disastrous, ends up at what? 11-4. and four. And it started out 2-4, and four, is that right? Started off, uh, yes, 2-4. and four. And finished 11-4. and four. You know what? All in all, despite your lack of effective screening... I think it's We're talking about two questions, but okay, go ahead. Have your fun.